Do you ever feel like you do the lion's share in your relationship? Like you are the one carrying the mental load, the emotional labor, and like the division of labor in your relationship and in your family isn't fair. It's not equal. You feel like you do more. You feel like you suffer more. You feel like it's harder for you. Do you feel like you give more? You're listening to the Parenting Junkie Show, the place to go to love parenting and to parent from love. I'm your host, Avital. Welcome to the Parenting Junkie Show. Today, I want to first start off by telling you that this episode is sponsored by my upcoming brand spanking new training, which is a masterclass of of sorts, and it's called Worth the Fight. This is going to be a transformative way to use your arguments, bickering, fights, cold shoulders, frustrations, and irritations with your SO, with your significant other, to actually alchemize them using new skills, new mindsets, new ways of operating within that stressful place that actually alchemize them into your greatest opportunities for growth and intimacy and connection with your partner. I know that that's probably what you crave, like I do, like everybody else who's in a long-term relationship. That's what we want. It's hard when kids come along. It's hard even before that, but it gets harder and I want to help you when things are getting full of friction and tension and conflict to actually not just avoid conflict, right? Not just shut that down or suppress it or (laughs) escape from it, but instead to use it, to go through it in order to reach greater heights of awareness, of evolution in your relationship, of connection with your partner, of intimacy and of joy together. So to sign up for that, go to theparentingjunkie.com forward slash worth the fight. I'll see you on the inside. Today, we're going to talk about the feeling of inequality in a relationship, of feeling like you're doing the lion's share, like the burden of responsibility is somehow on your shoulders, like you're feeling the weight of the world and of your family. Um, And perhaps it's a lot of emotional labor. Perhaps you're also the breadwinner or the primary parent or the person who keeps everything organized or the person who manages the time, the person who does the bulk of the housework, the bulk of the cleaning and cooking, whatever it is in your particular situation. Or maybe a lot of those things are pretty even Stephen between you. However, you still feel like there is a tally in your mind, like you're keeping a tab of how much you've done versus how much your partner has done. For example, if one partner gets a little vacation to go away with friends for a couple of nights, the other partner immediately registers that, that they owe them one right? Or if one partner works late and comes home after bedtime every night, the other partner keeps track of that, puts that in their back pocket because they're going to use it when they have to prove how worthy they are and how much more they give and how much more they suffer. Any of this sounding familiar yet? This is one of the main feelings and kind of stories, narratives that come up when people talk to me about their relationship. And in many regards, it makes a lot of sense, right? We all seek a reciprocity in our relationships. We all want to feel like there's 
a general, you know, matching of the giving and taking between the sides in whatever relationship that happens to be. But certainly in our primary romantic relationship, and if we're co-parenting together, all, all the more so, we want to feel that we're part of a team. However, what I'm going to pose to you today is that much of our mindset actually undermines that team spirit. It actually breaks apart any chance we ever had for feeling that sense of general equality, of general cohesion, of collaboration, cooperation, and that teamwork that I'm talking about. It's a great feeling to feel like you're on a team. And yet so many of us kind of suck at it, right? We kind of suck at creating a team atmosphere. I know it's something that I've certainly challenged, been challenged with over the years, but it's a skill that we can learn because there are things that we're thinking and things that we're doing that are making us break apart that fabric of that team feeling. So if this is something that you're feeling or that you felt in the past in your relationship or that you're worried that you'll feel in the future, keep listening. Because what I'm going to offer you today is questions, basically open-ended questions that I want you to go through and ask yourself. Now, this is kind of going to be like a mini workshop right here, okay? As I tell you these questions, I really want you to consider pausing this and asking yourself, what answers come up for you there? Does anything surprise you? Does anything maybe shock you a little bit about yourself and your thinking pattern? Does anything bring about for you a new way of looking at the situation that perhaps serves you better? So before we get into these questions, I want to just riff a little on the nature of transactional relationships. Look, we're human beings and by nature we are transactional. We do keep tallies in our minds of what people owe us, right? We do have a reciprocity um, urge, right? And it's innate and it's biological in many ways. And it makes a lot of evolutionary sense that we would need for whatever we put out, whatever we give to be somehow returned to us. This is how human beings actually evolved over the millennia because it allowed them to give to others with the understanding that that was not wasting, right? If I gave you some of my bananas when I went out foraging, then it was worth it for me because I could trust on the reciprocity um, pact that we made subconsciously and and almost you know genetically that you would then return the same kind of favor for me in the future. That makes a lot of sense. However, when we want to reach a higher level of relationship, a more spiritual, a more connected, a more evolved, a more aware, enlightened, conscious state of relationships in our marriages, in our partnerships, we're going to need to move way past just the basic transactional reciprocity of give and take in equal measure. Why? Because it's not just about me giving you some of my bananas and you give me some of yours in the future. It's actually much more about our general feeling, uh, a deeper feeling of connection, of feeling like we can be vulnerable with each other, feeling like we're, we generally hold each other's goodness to light. We generally bring out the best in each other. We're generally on each other's teams, in each other's corners. And unfortunately, that is something that is rare to see in the relationships around us. I mean, how many husband and wife or partnership teams do you see around you that just feel like they are so supportive of each other? Like, wow, that couple really has best friends in each other. They really have a companion. They really have someone who cares, who's in their corner, who's support, a figure of support, or at least strives to be a figure of support for each other. 
you know, that's rare. And our over 50% divorce rates are going to be one testament to this, that just typically uh, one out of two couples so much doesn't feel like they're on the same team that they actually choose to part ways. So I want us to just notice that one of the things that I think that leads to that, to that great divide between, between us as couples, one of the things um, is the tit for tat nature, the transactional nature with which we view our relationships. Putting on a transactional lens means that whenever I look at you, my dear beloved partner, I am looking at a, a scoreboard, essentially, right? I'm saying, well, we're on two different teams, and sometimes you score and sometimes I score, and you better bet I want that score to be absolutely even, or at least I want you to owe me some. That's what I want. I don't want to be indebted to you right? We all want, or not all of us, I'll speak for myself, you know, I have often noticed in myself this deep and kind of embarrassing need to be the good one, to be the one who sacrifices, who's a martyr, who gives and gives and gives and gives and nothing's left for me at the end, right? Why? Why do we want to go into that victim place? Why do I want to do all these things for you? Why is it worth it for me rather than me communicating with you. No, actually, please, you know, I need some help in this arena. Whenever we have a behavior like that, we've got to ask ourselves why, what's in it for us? Why do we consistently sacrifice beyond what we meant to, right? Allow our own boundaries to be transgressed in that way. Give, 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 give to the point of depletion, of emptying of our cups. Why do we do it if we feel so hard done by, if we feel so much like, you know, where, where's mine? When do I get mine? Well, take a deep breath and pause this and give yourself a little think, maybe journal it out. Why do we do that? And the reason that I have come to is that there's something in it for us. There's something, uh, as some of my clients said, delicious or yummy about staying in that victim mentality and feeling like somebody owes us. You better bet we're not just letting that scoreboard run wild and not doing something with it. No, 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 no. We're going to put that in our back pocket and years down the line when resentment has built up, when we victimized ourselves for decades, uh, when something big comes along, we'll have that winning card to pull out of our pocket and say, you see, you owe me. You owe me for this and this and this and this and this, and it's time to pay up, right? We're going to have that card that excuses us from setting boundaries, that excuses us from communicating our truth, that excuses us from being in integrity because, hey, I was just giving and giving because I'm so good and I'm so kind and I'm so <laughs> generous. It's not true generosity, right? That's not true generosity. That's not true giving. So if you want to reach a level of consciousness in your relationship, a, a level that does not build resentment over the next few decades, that does not build a sense of disconnect, of anti-teamwork, you absolutely must dismantle this transactional thinking in your relationship, okay? You must realize that you are each individuals and honor that individuality and honor the individual ways you each contribute and learn many, many different skills that will allow you to set boundaries, that will allow you to fight fair and productively. Yes, there is such a thing as fighting productively. Um, that will allow you to actually 
not do the things that are too much for you or that lead to a sense of victimization or martyrdom, but only do the things that come from a place of generosity and that will allow you to actually communicate regularly when you feel like you are veering into that land of resentment and of buildup of, of the victim mindset so that you can regularly clear the air and regularly dismantle any seeds that have started to be planted of resentment before they grow into mighty oaks. We absolutely must begin to realize that we each trade in very different currencies within our relationships. We each offer and give things and bring things to the table that are different and frankly, immeasurable and incomparable, right? We bring apples and oranges, different things to the table because we're all individuals and that's how we operate, right? Some people are going to bring uh, a lot of love and energy into the relationship. Others will bring the ability to organize. Others will bring emotion, emotional labor, physical labor, money, time, right? Um, mental energy, stability, all sorts of things, fun, humor. People bring different things into our relationships. But somehow we are still trying to tally up a score between us and it's going to fail us every single time. So if this is hitting a nerve for you, if you are wondering, hey, I am a little bit tallying up a score, I am keeping a scorecard between me and my partner, then I would love for you to just go on a little journey with me. And, and what you could do is really just take a deep breath in. Just exhale, let your shoulders move away from your ears, really relax yourself down. And I'm going to speak some questions, as I said, they're open-ended questions, and I want you to see how they land for you. Okay. So my first question is, is there ever really such a thing as equality in a relationship? Have I achieved that with any of my friends, with my parents, with my colleagues, with my children, with my siblings? What, what would that even look like? What does equality in a relationship look like? How would it be measured? How will I ever know if I've arrived? And if I have arrived, how will that sustain itself over time? Is this really something that we want to be focusing on within our relationships? Let's ask ourselves, do I want things to be so even Steven in my relationship, so measured, so tallied up, such a scoreboard kept, or does that take from the energy of romance, of spontaneity, of authenticity, of evolution and growth and the ebb and flow of life. Let's ask ourselves, does tallying up who is winning, right? Who is giving more, who is doing more, who is better at this whole relationship thing? Does that lend itself well to unconditional love, to romance? to a feeling of connection and teamwork and safety? Or does it somehow breed something more close to resentment, animosity, perhaps even hostility and contempt? You know, another way of asking this is when we first fell in love at the beginning of our relationship, were we measuring who gave more? Right? Was I measuring every time I gave and every time I smiled and every time I brought energy or brought a gift or called my partner, was I always measuring or was I giving from enthusiasm, from the fullness of my heart? And I realized that relationships 
grow and mature and we don't stay stay in that passionate falling in love stage forever and some of us didn't start off that way to begin with however there's something to be learned from that giving for the pleasure of giving without the expectation of immediately receiving an equal gesture in return does it feel good when i pit ourselves against each other does that feel good to me does noticing all the ways that my partner is a loser or is annoying or is irritating or is falling short does that make me feel more in love with them or less in love with them and could i equally notice other things about my partner that might make me feel more in love with them rather than less in love with them does continuously counting the ways that we give to each other make me a better version of myself or a worse version of myself do i become more fun to be around more me more joyful happy energetic or do i become a drag what does my partner do that i actually appreciate greatly that maybe i'm not noticing so much what are the things that my partner's my partner actually takes on that i may be undervaluing so much so that it might even be something that i would not want to have to do that i would not want to take on i don't, i'm not happy to take that on and i'm happy that my partner takes it on what does it mean to me to love someone and to accept them as they are how does that look how do i know when i'm practicing it see i may be able to continuously evolve with my partner right and influence them and set boundaries or make requests of them but ultimately am i displaying unconditional love through all of that or not and can i choose to as you're listening to these questions i want you to remember that there are no right answers but some answers are going to come to you and question them listen to them debate with them you know pick them apart have a back and forth with these answers and see where it takes you what's the difference between trying to control someone trying to change them and trying to evolve with someone and trying to influence them am i aware of those differences am i nuanced in my application of those differences what does my partner appreciate in me that I might not be counting as significant? I might be discounting the things that I'm bringing to the table. What are we each competent and good at? What do we bring? What energies, skills, passions, drives can we bring to this relationship? How are those different? should we be forcing each other to bring the exact same qualities or is part of what makes any friendship and relationship helpful and productive the differences in what each of us is able to contribute should we be forcing each other into a state of measurable equality is that possible and is it desirable or perhaps should we each be contributing to the best of our abilities each in our own special way what is the meaning of time passing 
of seasons, of ups and downs, of ebbs and flows? Am I giving ample weight to the fact that we each carry different burdens at different times, and that throughout the course of our lives, we take turns carrying the burdens of responsibilities in various ways, passing them to each other in a type of dance? Am I aware of the differences in resources, in temperament, in personality, in abilities that we each have? Am I making space for that and honoring the diversity between us? Am I communicating my needs properly, such as my need for help or support? Am I enabling lazy, narcissistic or unempathic behavior by letting it slide? Am I requesting the help, the support, the teamwork, or am I nagging, setting ultimatums, manipulating and criticizing and undermining? How am I contributing to the sense of inequality that I might be feeling? How can I take responsibility for my part in this? And what can I do to change it without making it worse? Am I subconsciously or consciously using punishments to control, to manipulate my partner, such as withdrawal of love and attention, or nasty comments, glares, stabs, or nasty text messages for that matter? Am I using this kind of punitive behavior because I'm not able to maturely articulate what it is I need and to face the fact that it might not get met right now? Or perhaps ever? Am I truly looking for us each to shine our brightest or am I somehow secretly hoping to outshine? Do I somehow revel in that victim mindset that I'm being hard done by? Am I holding on to that for later or for my sense of self-esteem or as an excuse for not showing up to my life the way I wanted to? Am I ready to let us both shine in our own unique individual ways? And am I ready to communicate my needs, requests, expectations, and offer the support to make sure that those can potentially get met when indeed they are realistic? I hope these questions are piquing your curiosity about your own inner workings within your relationship and perhaps alternative ways you might operate within it that might lead to more fruitful discussions. Ultimately, I want to leave you with this thought. There is no such thing as a win-lose situation in a marriage or partnership because when one partner wins and the other partner loses, then ultimately they both lose. So if you're pitting yourself against each other and tallying up the score, one of you is going to officially win, but ultimately you both lose. Instead, I want you to start adopting a win-win mindset where you both get to shine, you both get to get your needs met, you work together as a team on the same side in each other's corner. It is countercultural. it is counterintuitive for many of us because we haven't seen it done, but it is possible. So to take this, this, the next step further is to go to theparentingjunkie.com forward slash worth the fight and to really 
start to cement these skills in a more hardcore way, in a more actionable way. I hope these questions have begun to open up your mind to different ways of viewing your relationship. And now I'd love for you to really take this training, right? Take it to the take it to the gym, really put it through its paces and start to make it a new habit and a new way of behaving and talking to each other within your relationship. Ultimately, I absolutely believe that how we partner is how we parent. So I want to invite you to be peaceful partners and to learn and invest and think about all the ways that you can make that a reality. It is incredible gift to give to yourself, to your partner and to your children. Thanks for listening to the Parenting Junkie Show. If this was helpful for you, I would be so appreciative if you would subscribe, rate and review the podcast. Subscribing to the show means you'll get the bonus episodes that I only deliver here. And when you rate and review the show, it helps other parents find it. I'll be shouting out some of my favorite reviews in upcoming episodes and would love to spotlight you. And remember, keep on loving parenting and parenting from love. Namaste. Namaste.